Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. The podcast you are about to listen to is an account of the movies which befell a group of horror fans. In particular, Tara Garwood and her intrepid friend, Matt Lolich. Had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected although they would have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as we are to see in those movies. For them, an idyllic summer movie became a nightmare, and they loved it. The movies that they watched were to lead to the creation of one of the most terrifying podcasts in the annals of American history. The Scary Movie Project. Hey, hey, everybody. This is the Scary Movie Project, that podcast where we talk about scary movies. I'm Tara. Hey, I'm Matt. Did you know, Tara, that before you die, you see? Says the tagline of the 2002, uh, I'm going to What do you see? It. What do you see? Well, you have to watch a tape first. I suggest you not do. But that's the tagline of our topic tonight of the 2002 film, <laughs> The Ring. Uh, this is not the original Japanese Ringu movie. This is not Ring Part 2 or Part 800, whatever they made of them. This is the original, the American original, I should say. Mm -hmm. from the one with Naomi Watts. With Naomi Watts, yep. So the first thing I say about this is, this is the second time I, I saw it after it came out on whatever, DB, whatever it was back in 2003. And I think my thoughts of it were a little different each time. I, I, I think I, maybe I enjoyed it a little more this time. Okay, but, good. I'm glad. But I don't love it. And I also not really sure it's a solid actual horror film. I'm really not sure about that. I see. I'm not sure I see that, but, but okay. Well, okay. We'll get into that after we go through the movie. But the first thing I want to say is this was requested by a listener who is very near and dear to our hearts. Good. She is the first listener who sent us an email. All right. And this is for Amy. Thank you, Amy, for listening. Thank you for the uh, awesome email conversation we had. We're really glad you're a listener. 
And we're glad you asked for the ring so that we could uh, review it for you. There you go. After 15 years, I had, I had to watch it again. So. <laughs> yeah, 15 years later. More like more 17 15, years, oh, really. But 18? Yeah, okay. We keep going, but we're close enough. We'll stick with 15. Anyway. We'll stick with, and we, we weren't alive to review it then, obviously. Yeah. We are such babies. We, we weren't even around. How could we have reviewed it in no, 2002? No, no. So this was uh, directed by Gore Verbinski. Um, not Gore Vidal. Not Gore Vidal. <laughs> not Gore Vidal. No, not not Count Gordeval. Yes. Um, who I? Or Al Gore. Have you met him I, at, uh, at Monster Mania before? I I actually grew up knowing his family. Oh, that's awesome. That's I even, knew that's even Count Gordeval's family. We went to church with them. That's I went so to cool. his house for. Uh, for um independence day one year when i was a kid like wow i got stung by a wasp there and discovered that wasps give me anaphylaxis at his house that's not good so i have a very very i was deep gonna say that's much cooler than much cooler than just saying you met him somewhere yeah that's a lot and better for those of you who are not from the washington dc area count gordeval was our local horror host um and he still he still frequents uh at least last time i went to one he was still going to the horror cons um that's that's impressive if you get to get a chance to meet him he's wonderful he's a very personable very sweet guy yeah um and he will he will likely be dressed up as a a very traditional vampire that Uh, is his yeah that's his outfit so we're totally off topic, but Count Gordeval, okay. yes, we love Count <laughs> we, Gordeval. We're glad we got him in. He is wonderful. Um, and he's, you know, he's really sort of an, an antecedent to horror podcasts. So I feel like he's kind of part of our lineage. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so back to the movie, The Ring, um, <laughs> which is the movie that we just <laughs> are reviewing today. This was based on, as Matt mentioned, the Japanese movie Ringo, Ringu, which was Not based Ringo on Star. the book right. by Koji Suzuki. Right. So this, I, I really want to read the book now. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I did back when I saw it too. I just, I mean, I, I want to read every, you know, every movie is based on a book or a short story, right? So I, yeah, I would and like I to read the every- book has some very specific differences, which we can talk about at the end too. Um, but, sure. but yeah, I'm really interested to, to one, see the Japanese movie. Cause I haven't seen Ringu. I know. I, I sadly have not seen it either. I feel bad that I've all this time and I've never seen it. I know. So I want to see that. And I want to read the book now. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause I had seen, you were saying you had watched it, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. I had seen little pieces of it. And it turns out when I watched it that I had seen several little pieces of it, but I'd never seen the actual, I'd never sat down read, was all and the whole just thing. watched right. the whole thing. Right. Um, so yeah. So, okay. Shall we just dive in? Let's do this. As I ask every time, should we just do this? Yes. I haven't said, I haven't said this, no. Guys. So go you ahead. know how it works at this point. <laughs> so uh, we get first, I, I love this in the, in the opening, um, when they're showing the production company's names during the DreamWorks logo, the ring flashes on screen. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. They do, they do. I like when horror movies do fun little things like that. Sure. Gets you in the mood early. Sure. 
So we open on two teenage girls watching TV and one is complaining about TV being bad for you, which, you know, is kind of part of the, I think the message in this whole movie. Um, but the other one tells her the story of the videotape, this videotape that kills you when you watch it and you'll die in seven days. And that's Becca who tells the story of it. And Katie says, the first teenager who complained about TV being bad for you says, no, I, I watched it with Josh last weekend, I've seen it. And she pretends to die in Becca's lap. Right, right. And then the phone rings and Katie gets really, really scared, like unreasonably scared. And Becca looks at her and says, there really is a tape. But it's not, it's not the phone call that you get after seeing the, the uh, right. tape. It is Katie's mom. Um, which by the way, have we, have we talked about tapes yet guys, for those of you who are, who are, uh, little tykes oh. were little tykes when this came out. Yes. Everyone knows what a VHS tape is. Do we know what a VHS tape is? Let's make sure if you need to, you can pause right here and go <laughs> Wikipedia and VHS go tape Wiki or go Google, give it a Goog as they say on one yeah. of my other favorite podcasts, give it a Goog, Goog. figure out what, um, what a VHS tape is. I, I, I hope everyone listening to this has at least some idea of that, please. Anyway, but. <laughs> well, we were talking about that watching it. My husband and I were like, we're like, there's not videotapes anymore. TVs don't go to static anymore. <laughs> the national anthem at midnight to sign the off. The national anthem at midnight. Yeah. That doesn't happen. None of that stuff right. happens anymore. So anyways, the phone rings. It turns out it's Katie's mom. But when she hangs up, the TV turns on to static and Katie turns it off, turns back on and she turns it off and she unplugs it finally. And then she sees a reflection on the screen. So it's like our first little jump scare. Um, I'm sorry, not, not Katie, Becca. Becca is the one who answers right, the phone and right. is downstairs. So Becca then goes back upstairs and she sees water on the hallway floor and she opens the bedroom door and the TV is on. Cut to Naomi Watts or Rachel Keller picking her son up late from school. <laughs> In Which, rainy um, let's, Seattle. Let's talk about Naomi Watts for a moment here. Uh, so she has one of these folks who got us, as many of these actors have mm -hmm. got a start in horror films. I think she was in one of the Children of the Corn movies back in the day. Oh, really? She's, I didn't even know that. I think that's where she started. She was Tank Girl. Or she's in mm -hmm. Tank Girl right now. She's not Tank oh. Girl. She's, what's her face? Is Lori Petty's Tank Girl. No, yeah, Lori Petty's Tank Girl. She's in Tank Girl. Uh, that was big. And she's been in, I mean, she was in King Kong, I think, right? Right, remake? Yes, yeah, and she was in Mulholland Drive. Oh, which I'm not going to get started on that movie. That's her. But um, yes, oh yeah, she's the the amnesia woman, has amnesia, right? In Yeah, okay. Yep. So even so, even with all this, she, she wasn't even close Right. To, I think she's from New Zealand. I think okay. she's, but she wasn't even close to the first choice for this. Oh, who would they want? They wanted Jennifer Connelly. I can see that. I can totally see that. But then they okay. then they went to Jennifer Love Hewitt. No. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, so that's the same kind of thing to me, though. And also. Kate Beckinsale. See, before me, they came to Naomi Watts. When I see Naomi Watts and Gwyneth Paltrow, I kind of see as one. And then I kind of see Kate really? Beckins. I, I I don't see a huge difference between the four of them. Like, I don't know, but I think Jennifer Connelly would have worked really well on that. I yeah. think Jennifer Connelly could have worked really well. I feel like 
the other three, I'm like, really? What if Paltrow would have done better it? Choice than she, wouldn't, she would have been too snobby and said she's not doing some dumb horror film. She wouldn't have done it. Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think she would. But, but I don't think any of them would have been really right for it either. In, it's in hard. a way that, that Naomi it's Watts did. It's like, it's, it's like when you read stuff like that and then you look back at the movie and you know it so well and you think, oh, what if so-and-so had played this person? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's always something to think about. But yeah, whatever. Jennifer Connelly's the only one I can really see hitting it she, out of the park. Yeah, she would have been good. Um, so, so anyways, Naomi is playing Rachel Keller, who's picking her son up late from school. Um, her son, Aiden, his cousin. So can we just say oh, that- wait real quick that that kid um is just like that kind of um just like insert strange creepy kid he's like seven years old but he's like like 20 really like you know he's he's like too mature it's like for there's age. a cutout in the in the image that's just like insert creepy yes creepy, overly grown up young child here i mean you look at this kid i don't even need him to talk you know right away it's just this like token kid who's supposed to be scary in this movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they, they yeah. went, they, they went there for sure. Yeah. They, oh, he's definitely, yeah. he's this little, he's frightening. This little, very grown up, very yes. serious young boy. He's like seven. <laughs> who understands more than he really should at that That's what age. I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So they definitely use that formula. So he was very close with his cousin, Katie. And she died a few days ago. And yes, we will find out it is that Katie. We don't know it yet for sure, but we will find that out. And he's been drawing her or some girl in a grave and stuff like that. So the teacher wants to talk to Rachel about that. And I love when when she's coming in, she's on the cell phone, just cursing somebody out as she's walking down the hallway. (laughs) It in the school to pick up her kid and just like, okay, this is a great first impression you make. Clearly, yeah, oh, right yeah. 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 She's, she's clearly not mom of the year. No. Um, so she says, you know, so when the teacher shows her these drawings, she says like, well, yeah, I mean, his, his favorite cousin just, just died. And she said, no, Aiden drew these pictures last week. Right, yeah. She, yeah, she says, yeah, he, she died like three days ago. Oh, yeah, these are drawn last week or something, right? Yeah, these were You're drawn like, like dun, dun. oh man, <laughs> uh oh, what's going on? So at home that night, Rachel tucks Aiden into bed, and that's when he tells her that Katie knew when she was going to die. I would not want to know that. Which is example of creepy kid being creepy number one. Yes. Yes. Well, number two, because number one was drawing the creepy picture. Well, yeah, that that's that's an interesting deal there. So, yeah, creepy kid is creepy and tells her that his cousin knew when she was going to die. They go to the funeral. That's when you actually see, like, the picture of Katie. You know it's her. All right, so it, it, is, is this now the part where we have the cut-to scene of her friend finding her in the closet? Have we talked about that yet? Um, yes. Okay. This is so So, Rachel... <laughs> So at the funeral, Rachel talks to her sister, Ruthie, about what happened. Right. And and the sister, Ruthie, Katie's mother, is like, well, her heart just stopped beating, but it right. doesn't make sense. And that's when we see this flashback of the mother finding Katie right. in the closet. So, okay. <laughs> that's one of those moments. You know, I mean, I watch these movies all the time, but every once in a while, one of these does something. And you see a scene like that, and you just kind of go, oh, no. 
And you're like saying, that one, you're trying to argue this is not actually a horror okay. movie. So that, uh, my argument is not like hard. I'm not trying to go to court here on this thing. I'm just bringing it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That 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 scene though with her in the closet, that was yeah, one of those this is now in my head, burning my brain Forever. for the rest of my life. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, oh man, I did not like that image, but it was great at the same All time. All I can say is thank God I don't have an eidetic memory because Ooh. I don't want that in my head forever. It will fade. Oh, and speak oh no, wait, not for me. And speaking of the good comparison, Naomi Watts in two movies that have the scariest scenes in them. This one with her in the closet. Mm-hmm. And in Mulholland Drive, the the homeless guy that lives behind the diner, when that dude yep. comes out from behind the building, I thought I was going to need like psychological counseling for the rest of my life after I saw that man. <laughs> if, you, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go YouTube, scary guy behind building in Mulholland Drive. He will haunt your nightmares for years. Better oh. yet just watch the whole movie no don't because it, it is it is it's a most disturbing strange doesn't make oh, sense love it it's it makes no sense so good anyways okay no sense that is not the movie we're talking about david lynch you rocked twin peaks is fantastic but mulholland drive is is i don't even know what it is but anyway oh, please. i yeah, love it i love it i love it i love it um so okay so they're at the funeral um and at the funeral katie's friends I think they're outside smoking and Rachel right. goes outside and she starts talking to them because she's the trouble. cool mom. That's right. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool <laughs> mom. And um, Katie's friends tell Rachel about the tape and that Josh died the same night as Katie. Katie's right. the boy, the boy that Katie was seeing who also watched the tape. So now she's starting to be like, well, that's weird. And she is a journalist. And she and she is, as <laughs> a reporter we'll or whatever, a journalist. Hmm. Um, so also during the funeral, Aiden goes up to Katie's room. He sees something oh, yeah. in the mirror. Yeah, he's being all weird and just being the weird kid that he is. Yeah, he's he's being the weird kid. Um, yeah. Rachel goes up after him, and she, you know, she's like, "What are you doing up here, or whatever?" But she looks at at Katie's notebooks, and she sees that Katie's been cutting photo out photos of women from magazines and scratching oh, right. their faces out. Yeah, that's weird. And then she finds a ticket for photo printing. Oh right, right. which is again for the youngsters a thing that we used to have. <laughs> Hey, you can still you can still have photos developed you, if you want. That's true. You can have, but you already have seen it. It used yeah. to be that you didn't see the photo. No, no. In, in this well, you film, could see it on the back of the camera. The digital camera, right? They had digital camera. But she had a ticket to get them actually printed right. out. Right. Right. But it wasn't a digital camera. It just had a digital viewfinder, so you couldn't just have the digital digital photos to look at. Right. So all the kids in one photo. She gets it. She gets all it printed. Right. All the kids in one photo have their faces all screwed up. Yeah, I think yeah, it's like weird. four kids. And that's when Rachel goes to work, where we learn that she's a reporter, and she finds out that they all died at 10 p.m. on the same night. But uh, the thing I love about this scene, where she comes into work and is discovering this, oh. is when her boss comes You're in. Fired. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, really, you are. No, I got, I got a great story going right now. Oh, not with the story I got going. Right. She's, She's like, like, not with the lead I got going. You're I'm not gonna do me. whatever I want, really. Yeah, and that's literally like all it is with her boss. Like that's the whole of her boss's like yeah. role in the movie, and it's yeah. so good. I love it. It says so much about her as a person. Pretty much. Just like you're fired. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna get what I want, and uh, you're gonna get out of my way. And he just kind of looks like, okay. Whatever. What are you going to do? Right. 
so Rachel goes now to Shelter Mountain Inn, which is where the kids had been watching, watching the um, VHS tape. So she rents the same cabin to take a nap. And of course, and, it's you know your stereotypical creepy cabin from a movie, right? <clears throat> oh yeah, but this is but this is another scene I love. She goes <clears throat> and she's talking to the guy who runs the inn, and he does the card trick with her, and he tries to guess her card, and he sucks at the trick. Oh and yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like. Doesn't he ask her at the end, is this it? And she's like, you got it. She's like, you got it. And you're yeah. like, no, he didn't. Right. No. You're like watching her face. You're like, he didn't get it. She's just being nice. But she made him so happy. He was probably, he was probably so happy though. But it's, it's just one of the things that I like about this movie is that all these little characters, like they're, they're all sort of the, the boss, right. the guy who runs Shelter Mountain. Like they all have these little mm-hmm. real worlds yeah, yeah. that they're inhabiting. Um, it's just really well done. So while she's in there getting the key to the cabin, she sees that he has all these tapes that people can take with, you know, it's a little lending library for videotapes. So she sees that there's an unmarked one. She grabs that one and takes it to watch it. Cause I guess she thinks that might be the one. Um, and then she watches it and it's this series of all these different, all these different weird and uncomfortable things to see bizarre bizarre images perfect way to put it and at the end of the tape is a tree that is the tree outside of the cabin and that tree is a japanese maple which i have in my front yard they're very beautiful trees they're gorgeous trees and apparently this one was not actually real which i never would have guessed Mm. okay it was built out of steel tubing and plaster and they used red silk for the leaves. Oh, cool. And I love this part. The crew called it, apparently called it Lucille after Lucille Ball. They named the tree, okay. They named the tree Lucille. And they kept, you know, they had to put it up several times. <laughs> and they kept putting it up and it kept getting knocked over. I guess because, you know, it's not a real tree. It's like, right. it's lighter than her. So they kept having these like 50 mile, 60 mile an hour winds that would wow. like knock it over. You think they'd have they'd be able to trust that a little better, but okay. But yeah, the tree's name is Lucille, guys. Lucille, just so right. you know. Maybe it's maybe it's a saved director saved it and it's somewhere in his hanging out in his basement or something now. Oh right? my god, I, I so would. I still have actually I think my mother-in-law in their house, they have the tentacles from the sea monster in my short movie. Ooh, those were short cool. Film. Someday, someday they'll come out again. <laughs> um, so she finishes watching the tape. The phone rings. Yep. She picks it up and a young girl's voice says, seven days. I'd be very upset if that happened to me. Yeah, I I feel <laughs> like whether I watched a scary movie or not, like something scary or if, if nothing else happened and just out of nowhere one day, the phone rang and some girl said, seven days, I would lose my shit. Or at this point in my life, I'd assume it's someone who knows me and is just screwing with me basically. But yeah, you know, if not, I would definitely be frightened. Yeah, nobody you know would do that. No, no one would play a a joke on me like that, would they? Certainly not. Mm -mm. But anyway, in this case, yes, I would have been very weirded out. Yeah, I would be weirded out. So then we get the, the title card of day one. Like the shine right. Right. So from here on out, we'll get title cards for like each day. Right. 
so Rachel shows the photo to her, to her friend Noah, who I, it took me probably too long to realize that he's her ex-boyfriend and the father of her child. I didn't know it till they mentioned the movie. Until yeah, like you it. don't you don't know it right away, but I, I feel like it took me too long. And I don't <laughs> to know start gluing in how important in the end it really becomes, but whatever. I don't. Yeah, well, I think it's more about their it's important to their relationship and, and yeah. it gives them a relationship that sort of evolves throughout, sure. throughout the film, I think. But she shows the photo to Noah, um, asks him to take her photo and her right. face is distorted. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. So she isn't sure if she should show him the tape, but she does anyway. He, he doesn't believe any of it. You know, she shows him the tape anyway. Um, and I love this. While he watches the tape, she stands at the window of his, of his um, loft and watches all the people across the street. Yeah, and she sees- In their window. And the camera moves to different balconies and stuff yep, like and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, it's it's a really awesome shot. It's yeah. really just well done the way they move from window to window. Yeah, yeah. But every single person is watching TV. Yeah. And better yet, I don't know if you noticed this. Did you notice that one of the guys is in a wheelchair? He has his leg in a cast? Kind of like- um, Kind of like- Rear window. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, good. So they, it's, it's got to be a I don't know that Hitchcock I, movie rear window. I don't know that I thought of that at the time, but when you started saying it, it made me think of it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think they did that on accident. Ah, I no, that, that that's pretty cool. Done on purpose. That is cool. So, so he finishes watching the tape. The phone rings, but they don't answer it. Noah's not scared. He doesn't believe it. He doesn't. Um, and uh, after he lives, I guess she's at, she's at, he's at her house, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're at her house. They're at her he's house. He's at her place. So yeah. after he leaves, she sees that there's a voicemail on the phone and she deletes it without listening. Right. So, so would the demon person calling you to tell you that you're going to die, leave you a message? Would they be courteous enough I mean, to do that? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Or would or would it call his phone number because he's the one who watched it, even if he's at her house? I don't know. Like, does it call where you are or does it call your actual phone number? Maybe Good that question. was somebody else and she's like never going to get that message that she should have come and picked up somebody. Or, right. Or, you know, your dry cleaning is ready or something. Right, your dry cleaning's ready. You know, you can come pick up you know, whatever it is you need to get. I was calling to tell you grandma passed away. Like, she, mm. she never got either of those calls. So yeah, so she deletes it without listening and we are on day two. So day two, Rachel records the tape, but the time code, so you can see the time yeah, code on the player. Crazy. And it starts going all wonky and showing wrong numbers and not even just like not even numbers. numbers. Yes. Yeah, symbols, symbols and stuff. Yeah. Not yeah, even so she, not even she actual pauses, time code. So she pauses the tape while there's a fly on screen and the fly keeps moving. And then she shows Noah the copy. She takes to him to look at the co- the copy, but the time screwed on that the, the time screwed the time code on that is screwed up too. Which he tells her he's like that's not even possible. Right. It's not. He's like this is a fresh tape. Like it it wouldn't it it wouldn't pull the wrong time code from another tape. It can't. Like it can't do it. And then Noah's assistant, Beth, shows up. This is his girl, his current girlfriend. Oh, right. 
he's about to show Beth the tape and Rachel just grabs it and leaves. Yeah, I, I gotta go. She's like, I'm out of here, right. And she and Noah fight a little bit about it. And this is when we realize like, oh, okay, they have romantic baggage. Right. She keeps telling him like, he needs to grow up and everything. He, yeah, and, he's, right. he still needs to grow up. He's still acting like a child. Right. Um, we also We also get the picture later on that Beth, the girlfriend, is his student also. Like he's a professor and she's his student. So like I think she's sort of being like, What's wrong with you? Like you can't right. you can't stop dating these younger women. Like you're yeah. So she's she's clearly right. pissed off at him for not taking responsibility, mm-hmm. which is their relationship at this moment. Yeah. Whatever. Um and she so then she goes outside and outside the building she sees a ladder against the wall and it's the ladder from the tape yeah see you know so what that'll see that that reminded me of like a scene from um the ninth gate remember <gasps> when he sees the things that fall down from him when he's outside that bookstore and stuff like that yes that made me think it didn't really remind me but it made me think yes. of that <gasps> yes that, that yeah came yeah to my yeah mind when i saw that <clears throat> yeah very no. very like symbolic and right foreshadowing and yeah foreshadowing but also like you're making these connections that yeah yeah, definitely um so she sees the ladder and the and the guys the 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 handyman comes out and says oh you know careful don't want to step under that you get bad luck right um so now we're on day three and rachel visits becca katie's friend from the from the opening scene yeah. Becca is in a mental hospital, which would be a purpose, which is pretty appropriate because that's probably she's, where I would have ended up too. Oh yeah, she's yeah not okay. No, not okay at all. And Rachel tries to get her to tell her about the tape. She's not saying a word. And this is she says, Becca, please, I need to know. And oh, so and Becca, you'll says, know in four days or will. whatever, right? Yeah, she'll show you. Yeah, yeah, you like, will. She'll show mm-hmm. you. That's not good. It's not good. This is this is another. Even though she's a teenager, I'm gonna put this in. Kid being creepy, creepy kid oh, is yeah. creepy. Yeah, um, but I, whatever. Yeah, it's not the same creepy kid, but it is kind of a creepy kid being creepy. It's scary. Yes. Um. So then Rachel goes to the video lab to see if she can stretch the film because she and Noah had managed to stretch it a little bit before when they were looking at the copy and they could see a little bit more of something on the edge she's of the frame. To, she's trying to find the very edge, the handles on the very edge of the, of the tape. Yeah, the very edge of what's on the right. tape where it might not show on the TV because right. you shoot with film, it goes out a little farther than the TV sometimes shows. So she's trying to stretch the film so she can see it all. And she finally gets it stretched as far as she can. And she sees a lighthouse. That was pretty interesting, huh? Oh, yeah. And she's making uh, photos of all these. Yeah, and she's she's making screenshots of these. Yeah, and she pauses on the fly again. And this time, the fly's wings sort of twitch a little again. And she reaches up to touch it. And she grabs the fly fly. right out of the film. And you're kind of like, (laughs) And... Yeah, yeah, I know. Like something's weird. So the lighthouse um, is, she goes to the library, she finds it. It's on Moesco Island. And of course she finds it in like five minutes. Get the hell out right. of here. Like you're going to find, well, you come know, on. I imagine that, that, that it took me. her hours. I know, but it's a, and like that, that was most shots. of day I three. It. I get it, but it's a little too, 
I mean, that would have taken me years to find that. My, my imagination says that she was at the at the video lab for like two hours, and then she was really? at the li- the library for like six hours. And she probably, in fairness, looked for lighthouses in Washington State where they live. So she narrowed right. the search. She's not stupid. So maybe she did right. find so it. So it's quickly. in Oregon, actually. Was it in Oregon? Okay, um, all right, close yeah, enough. Yeah, it's in Oregon. Well, the lighthouses. I don't know where she lives, but the lighthouses. No, they live in, they take place in Seattle. Okay, so, so they're yeah. in Washington, the lighthouses in Oregon. Okay, um, yeah. But so, so, sorry, I'm sorry. With the a bad portrayal. The real lighthouse is in Oregon. Okay. Moesco Island isn't a real place. No, 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 no. But the real lighthouse is the Yakina Head Lighthouse. You know what? Which is in Newport, Oregon. I have been in my many travels to that wonderful state of Oregon. I need to put it on the list. I need to go there now. Yeah, Yakina okay. Head Lighthouse. Yeah. It, so here's Done. a cool thing about it. <laughs> here's a cool thing about that lighthouse. It was built in 1873. It's still currently an active lighthouse. Okay. I'm going to go check this out. And it's reputed to be haunted by the ghost of a past keeper. And of the ghost from the ring. Yes. Okay. I'll be there. And the ring. I'll be there. It's on the list. And the ring. So, okay. So in the movie, the lighthouse is on Moesco Island. Yes. And she finds um, she finds the Lighthouse Historical Society picture and sees um, the woman who is on the tape in one of the weird shots in the tape, brushing her hair in the mirror. Yes, yes. And that woman is named Anna Anne Morgan. Yes. And Rachel discovers also that she rides horses. At a horse farm. And right? so, and then she, yeah, she has a horse farm. She finds these references to a mysterious horse illness right, and right. drownings and Anna Morgan's suicide. And then, like, as she's like studying all this stuff, she looks down and realizes she's scratching someone's face out. Yeah, yeah, on the picture. On the page. Right, right. That's crazy. Just like Katie had been mm-hmm. doing. So, right. so that's creepy. So here's where somewhere I missed day four, but now we're on day five. <laughs> just moving, like like I said, these uh, they have these um, old games on ESPN. Due to time constraints, we moved ahead in our broadcast. Yeah, yeah. I missed. I I must have missed the title card for day four, but uh, presumably it's okay. in there somewhere. I must have blinked and missed it. Now we're on day anything. five. Noah sees his face like distorted in a convenience store. Yes, camera. he looks up so and he's he sees just like he, buying something. He looks and he up and he's like, "Freaks out, right? Yeah." And he oh yeah. Out. Oh yeah. The the girl's like, he pays the stuff. She's like, are you, are you, "Do you need a bag?" He's like, "No, no." And just like, and yeah, that was like, weird. Trying to hide his head from the security camera. Right. Um, and so he just runs out of the convenience store. So Rachel gets home late that night. She wakes up the babysitter who's fallen asleep in front of the TV. All right. Um, which again, just like more TV static. Um, so she calls Ruthie to watch Aiden, her sister Ruthie, to watch Aiden while she goes upstate. Oh, and this scene is... Oh, and weird. while she's oh, on the phone God. with her, she starts coughing. Yeah. And then, oh, I can't say it. She starts yanking. Oh, that was... He just, she coughs up th- ah. this hair and she just starts pulling and it's this long strand of brown hair. It is not her hair. No. It is And while she has her sister on the phone... Hair, guys. It's not her hair. When she has it's her sister so on the phone, gross. she's freaking out like, hey, this isn't funny. This isn't like, what are you... Like, stop making a joke about this. Yeah. No, it's, it's so gross. 
Yeah, it's pretty nasty. And then she goes to check on Aiden and she sees a girl in a chair, sitting in a chair in his room. And she walks in there and the girl grabs her arm and she wakes up startled, like she's been asleep this whole time. And she has a handprint on her arm. Yeah. Like a burn mark handprint. And um, so she hears a noise and she goes to the living room to see what's going on. And Aiden is watching the tape. She, she freaks out. Creepy little boy is creepy and watches the tape. <laughs> yes, he is. So Noah calls and he tells Rachel he's taken a ton of photos of himself and now he believes her. And she says, he watched the tape. He says, who watched the tape? Our son. Mm-hmm. So that's when you first find out officially that Aiden is her and Noah's son. That's when I I was informed of it. I really hadn't thought of it before that. So yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah, like I just kind of thought she was like an ex-boyfriend. Whatever. Or a guy who she'd been friends with for a long time, but they kind of liked each other, but couldn't get it together. But no, he's her ex. They have a kid together. He's not really in the kid's life. Like, at least not much. No, not um, a lot. So day six, Aiden and Noah, um, they, he takes, Aiden is taking Rachel to the lighthouse and sorry, Rowan is Aiden Rowan. I can't say names today, you guys. Noah. Noah is taking Rachel to the lighthouse and they're going to drop Aiden off. So she is like getting ready and Aiden and Noah have this like moment in the car where it's like Aiden like makes it clear that he knows that Noah is his dad, but like, it's okay. It's really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they wanted to throw that in there. It's okay. Yeah. It's just a really awkward scene where again, this child is like far too grown up for, for the real world. A terrifying young man. Um, Yeah. So they, they drop Aiden off with Rufy. They head up to Moesco Island. Rachel goes to the lighthouse and Noah goes to the mental hospital where Anna Morgan had been mm-hmm. um, yep. before she committed suicide. The hunt is on. So um, Rachel has to take a ferry. And on the ferry, she reads this newspaper article about Anna Morgan's daughter having a horse riding accident. So she's like, oh my God, she had a daughter. She's like reading through all her stuff. And um, she, there's a horse in a trailer and she goes, she tries to pet it, but it completely fucking panics. It loses its mind. It Busts kicks out. its way out of the trailer, runs across the ferry <laughs> and leaps to its death in the water. And a brutal, they, they didn't hold anything back. That poor horse. Oh is God. And the poor the little girl and her dad are, she's like, where's the, where's my horse? They, did and like, not they go hold and back. they find it. On that. And it goes off one end of the ferry and they all rush to the other end of the ferry behind the ferry and look out because it goes off the front end and they rush to the back end and look out and you see just blood come like it's out in the water. Just watching oh. the horse like try to swim, you, you feel bad just like on that part of it. And yeah, and then you just, you see, yeah, it hits once it hits, you know, the, the prop or whatever on there. It's, it's, yeah, it's lights out. Yeah, they um, did not pull any punches with that. It was hard to watch. Yeah, that was intense. Oh, man. It was but then hard again, to watch. You got to run away with a horse like that. Not a horror movie, y'all. <laughs> but then, so says Matt. Then think about, you know, 
would you try to hold back a runaway horse on a on a freaking ferry? I sure wouldn't jump in. I wouldn't know. What no, to do. no, you I couldn't. Mean, they're they're too it's a wild animal, dude. Yeah. So anyway. um, so, so uh, Noah's at the mental hospital. He tries to get the nurse to show him um, Anna Morgan's records. And she won't, but the orderly accidentally gives away the records room is downstairs. So I don't want so I wonder, does that mean Noah's really smart asking that? Or is the orderly just a dumbass oh, no. just blurts Noah things was, out? Noah was Noah was like totally fishing. Like he's like, but I've been up there before. And the orderly's like, well, obviously you haven't because it's downstairs. And he's so, like, right. But that's uh-huh. the thing about it, that orderly, why would you even respond to him? Right? Why would you even say anything? I don't even get that. It's so stupid. Uh, that orderly's an idiot. I know. Whatever. I'm just yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no, thinking that, too logically. No, you're right. That orderly is a dumbass. Why would you say anything? So he so he gives away the records from downstairs. So Noah goes and breaks in and finds out that the daughter was at the mental hospital. And he finds all his records about them trying to conceive all these, you know, and miscarriages. Yeah, he finds and all, all yeah. these crazy records right. and like and like um. Yeah, that that Anna couldn't have kids. They tried and tried and tried, and they couldn't have kids. And then they finally had her, and now the daughter's the mental hospital. So Rachel arrives at the ranch. So she's she is going to the ranch where Anna Morgan lived on Moesco Island. Moesco Island, and she finds Mr. Morgan, played by Brian Cox, who is also a wonderful actor, and just I draw a blank. I don't know him. He's just. I can't even, he's just been in a ton of stuff. He's amazing. Okay. Look him up at some I'll point. He's, he's fantastic. Right. Um, so she finds him outside. Um, Brian Cox, by the way, turned down a role in Ghost Ship to do the ring instead. That was a good move because Ghost Ship I, is a giant piece of garbage. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. By the way, we're not, reviewing, we're not reviewing that movie ever. Very good idea. Ever. Ever. Oh my God! No, we have to. No, no, it'll be such a waste of time. Oh, we have to. I love it for how awful it is. It's pretty bad, but we know we need to worry about that right now. But we're just well, mentioning that. It's we won't crappy. run out of things anytime soon. So <sighs> it's pretty crappy. Now, if you request it, viewers, we'll do it for you. But otherwise, we have no request plans. it, viewers. <laughs> we have no plans otherwise. <laughs> so, um, so. Mr. Morgan takes Rachel up to the house and she sees the mirror where they, where you see Anna's reflection in the tape. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and, but he doesn't want to talk to her. And so she gets outside the house. She realizes that it's the house in the picture that her son drew earlier that day. It's all and coming so together. <laughs> it's all like, just all these things are like right. starting to come right. together. So now, now she, uh, calls Aiden and we see Aiden is like just sitting in their living room on the floor or something. He's drawing the ring now or he's on, he's in his, his aunt's living room. He's drawing the ring just like circles and circles and circles and circles and circles and dark and black and circles. Um, so Rachel calls and she asks him where he saw the house that he drew. And she says, well, she told, because she told me to, or why, why do you draw it? She says, he says, because she told me to. She says, who told you to? And he says, the little girl. Mm-hmm. And then he says, and this creeped me out so bad. She doesn't like it in the barn. The horses keep her up at night. Right. 
It's like one of some crazy <laughs> line that, yeah, you know is going to have like significant meaning from here on out. Right, yeah. you're already like, oh. What does this mean? Right. Like, I haven't even seen anything in the barn. I don't want to. <laughs> <Let> go. <laughs> so Rachel goes to the island's doctor to ask about the Morgan's daughter. She doesn't want to talk to anybody either. Yeah. But the doctor tells her that um, that she's, or she tells the doctor, Rachel tells the doctor, I'm seeing things. I think it's because of the girl. And the doctor says, well, that's the first time I've heard that in a long time. Yeah, she knows what's going on. And tells her that up. Anna started seeing really horrible things yeah. after yeah. they brought home their doctor, their daughter, Samara. So she tells Rachel that she assumes Samara is still at the mental hospital on the mainland. Like, as far as she knows, she's still there. By the way, this is the first time we hear the name Samara. Yep. Do you know what Samara refers to? Um, like, who is it named after? Or Like, yeah, like, what was she named for? I don't know. So there's a couple theories I found. Okay. <clears throat> One is that the name means protected by God. Okay. And so they could have named her that because she's like, maybe not quite human. Yeah, not, no, I don't think so. And then the other one is that it could refer to a Mesopotamian story that was retold by William Somerset Mom. Okay. Um, as appointment in Samara about a man who meets death in the marketplace and flees to the and flees the town of Samara. I'm gonna take the Mesopotamian story. So okay. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy the Mesopotamian story. So we're saying, uh, we're saying the author's pretty highbrow here. We'll go with it. All right, guys, you heard it here. Appointment in Samara. Chuck it up. So Noah then uh, is is still looking through the records at the at the insane asylum, and he asks the records manager who just talks to this dude who appeared out of the back of the records room. Yeah. <laughs> Again, what are the people who work at this insane they're, asylum They're doing? crazy too. So he asked to see the tape of Samara's sessions and the guy's like, oh, okay. And then they go and it isn't there. Well, now he tells Noah, him, well, yeah, he tells him what his name Noah is. Noah tells the records manager that he's her father, Richard Morgan. And it's not there. And he goes, well you know, it's not there. Well, who checked it out? You. <laughs> According to this, you did. I love that. Um, so yeah, so he's, he's, uh, he's in trouble now and the tape is gone. Um, Rachel then sneaks back into the Morgan house. Now that she knows that like crazy shit's going on at the Morgan house and the barn thing. And yeah, she's like, so she goes back to the Morgan house and she finds the session tape in Mr. Morgan's things. Mm -hmm. And so she watches it and we see, and mm -hmm. this is, they say to Samara, well, you don't want to hurt anyone. And she says, but I do. And I'm sorry, it won't stop. And then she tells him that her daddy wants her to go away. So yeah. She's got problems. Instance number what? What number are we on? Eighty-seven. She's um, got problems. Creepy child is creepy. Yeah, she's um, way more than creepy. I feel like she and Aiden kind of deserve each other. Oh my goodness! Right? Wow. So Mr. Morgan comes back and finds her there, and he 
wax her with the lamp, like whack, just wax her upside the head and then yeah. runs away. And she follows him to the bathroom where he electrocutes himself. Oh, he doesn't just do that. He does it up. That dude, my man is ready. He's got like extension oh my cords. God. He's, He's got, got all the bathtub full of He's got the outlet around his neck. He, to, he has the wires he up to ready. the horse bridle oh and he puts God. the metal bit in his mouth. Like, and then he doesn't just like flop around in the bathtub or nothing. No, no, no. He blows that shit up. Yeah, yeah. Dude, th this guy like, is not taking a chance of screwing this up and living to regret it. The bathroom just explodes yeah. he sparks is, and sparks and shit. He's going out. He's going out. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I gotta give I don't him credit. know why That's he whacked right her in the lamp. Just uh, to have her follow him up there to electrocute himself, he but that's what he did. He's I will weird. give. He's not thinking I, right. I, I don't will give know. this. No, I will give him credit for that. Is a thorough following through with something. That's for sure. He he has follow through. Yeah. This is this he is accurate. Not, he was not going to fail at this task. So she's so she's like freaking out because he's just electrocuted himself, and Noah runs up the hall behind her. So he's found her now. Um gone to pick her up there i guess and so they go to the barn on the on on the morgan's land to find samara and they get in there and the barn's empty there's no horses anymore we've already he, she's already talked to him about how they don't have horses anymore um so there's a ladder running up to the loft and they climb up it and they find a little and a really old little girl's room mm -hmm. and it has a TV. Right, right. And they notice something burned under the wallpaper and they start peeling it off. And it's this huge tree etched into the wood or like burned into the yeah, wood. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And it's the tree by the cabin at Shelter Mountain Inn. Yep. So it's that same Japanese maple. So Noah and Rachel go to the inn. <laughs> They go back to the inn. Now, this time, there's a sign that reads closed until further notice. Apparently, that's because there was a side plot originally where, like, the cabin manager watches the tape. And he's uh, had watched the tape at some point, and he already died from it. So that's why it's closed, because he's, he's dead. Um, but they go back to the inn. They go to cabin 12. And... There's this like low damp spot in the floor that they notice. So they break through it yep. and they find an old well. Mm -hmm. And they they open the lid and all these flies swarm up and Rachel falls in the well and the TV like goes in after her and like whaps her on the head or something. I don't know, she, but she goes down. Weird stuff starts happening, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like a Rube Goldberg thing was, when the flies swarm up uh, and the TV hits her and she goes down the well. Mm -hmm. And Noah goes to find something to get her out with and she notices claw marks on the wall and then she finds a fingernail. Yeah. It's horrible. It's, it's kind of like the pit in Silence of the Lambs a little bit, right? Oh. Just filled with water this time. And thank you for that illusion, because no that'll problem. be in my head all week. Hey, great movie. No problem. So the fingernail on the wall, though, also goes back to the tape, because there's the scratching nail that's like you watch it peeling 
I can't. You watch it peeling up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Unsettling. So, so she's under there and he's going to look to find something to get her out. And the lid slides back over the well. And then Samara's hand reaches up out of the water and grabs her arm. Ah! Well, first you see you see her hair, right? The black hair, right? And then then she comes up and grabs her. Oh, yeah, her, yeah. That? Yeah, and she grabs her. Yeah, you like, see the hair first, right. yeah. And yeah. it's the hair that came out of yeah, and then Rachel's you make that you make that connection. Ugh, yeah, I know. So gross. So we now we flash back to Anna Morgan, like the na- bag. It was like, a, it was like the nasty hair from um, House of the Devil. Remember when they find in the in the bathtub? Oh, ooh, <laughs> yes. No, why? Right? Why would the hair people? Because uh, uh, hair is gross. That's why. Because hair is gross. It's gross. You're absolutely right, and it, and, and it bothers us. Yes. You're absolutely right because it gives me the willies. There you go. See. So so we flash back to Anna Morgan putting a bag over Smar's head and throwing her into the well. I mean, you know, she, like, kids tries misbe- to be nice about it. when like, kids misbehave, you throw like, in wells. Oh, and I know you don't mean to. <laughs> and, and, and this child is not going to be like the ones you see on the news getting, you know, rescued out of a well either. That's not, that's not going to happen with no. her. No, no, they just build a cabin over her. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> That's, that's what they do. That's how it goes. So um, we go back to Rachel. She looks at her arm and the hand sh- shaped yeah, the, burn right. has faded now. Right. And she's holding Samara's body in her arms. And Noah gets there and he yells down. And she had been telling him that she was going to die at sunset because that's when she watched That's when she watched the, the videotape the seven prior. days ago. Right, right. So he yells down and he tells her, it's past sunset. It's past sunset. It's all good. And she lets Samara go. And so she's lived. She's made it. And the police come to get the body. She's, you know, she's like, she's fixed things, right? She's found the dead body. All the things have come together. And I love one of the police, one of the police officers says, I can't imagine being stuck down in a well like that. How long could you survive? And she says, seven days. You could survive for seven days. Right. <laughs> um, so they pick up Aiden and they go back home. Noah leaves. Rachel takes a shower and we get a close-up on the drain, which is no they have a lot of they have a lot of circles throughout the movie. So the drain is just another one of those like circles. Now that's when you were saying hair grosses you out. I don't like drains. Drains kind of give me the creeps. Ooh, yeah, they can be creepy. Yeah, and like drains them. often get hair clogged in them. They're which gross. Is double gross and creepy. Yeah, they're gross. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So um, so the next morning, Aiden wakes up and and Rachel's like laying down with him and he asks, well, what happened to the girl? He says, is she still in the dark place? And she says, no, we set her free. And he says, you helped her? You're not <laughs> supposed to help her. Mom, what are you nuts? <laughs> yeah, like, what are you? And this is where I love it because they have you convinced. They're like, they do the whole thing up to the very like last scene of like what would be the end of any other movie. <laughs> and then he's like, you helped her. You're not supposed right. to help her. Right. And so we're back with Noah. He's working in his loft and his TV turns to static. And then the well, and then we see the well. And Rachel calls, but he's watching Samara climb out of the well. Sure is. 
and then out of the TV. Yeah, which is some amazing horror film because it's a horror film cinema. It's so good. Like, it's just so well done. Um, it's not something you see often, that's for sure. No, that is that is definitely You don't for sure. see that. So Rachel's like on the phone, like still trying to call him on herself. And she's like driving his apartment and right, she gets there, but she's too late. Yep. She's just too late. He's gone. Um, and so she goes back home and she puts the tape in the fire. And then she realizes why she didn't die. It wasn't because she helped the girl and so nobody was going to die anymore. It was because she made a copy. So she grabs Aiden and she takes him to the video, um, the video recording studio and they, she gets him to make a copy so that they can give it to someone else. And I love this. He says, but what about the next person who watches it? And that's it. And that's the last line, right? Yeah. She yep, even that's answer. the last right. line of the movie. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So I quite enjoy it. I actually think it's a really well-constructed Was movie. that the first time you've seen it just recently? That is the first time. Oh, yeah, you said you, you would watch like pieces all of All the way something. through. I've right. watched pieces of it, but that's okay. the first time I've seen okay. it all the way through. Okay. Um, and really sat down, like paid attention. So I've like been around right and like popped in on parts of it um but yeah that's the first time i've really watched it all the way through and i think it really it it folds together very nicely each bit the connections that you make they're all very well done um yeah i just i think it's really i think it's actually really a good movie not just a good horror movie i think it's a good movie yeah, there's things I like about it. Um, I may maybe maybe it's going too far to say it's not a scary film. I guess you know it is. It, it, it has disturbing imagery in it. And I mean, the basic plot of it is there. There, there, there there's too much going on. The, the story is too much. They need to tone that down some. There's just way too much happening. Oh, see, um, I kind of loved how much was going on. But that's why I said not so much horror because I'm watching. I'm almost thinking like I'm watching a thriller almost. Or like a or, or or like a whodunit almost in a way. I can see so that. Much I feel like this. the. But there's just so there there's too much to it. I, I the just think there's too much. Pacing to it. the pacing is very thriller esque. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. As opposed to horror movie, it's not like a slasher. No, no. Or not. anything like that. No, it's an intelligent not... movie, and and like you said, it it, it is well done. It had it, it is smart. Um, it has a good idea. The story is fine. I just think it's yeah. too much. I just yeah. think it's too much. And there, but I like the style of it. You remember back when they were making these movies, they had what did they call it? Like like the like the bleach bypass look or something. Where I was actually gonna say that the, I, the blue-green color grading, I really they, like. They want to make Seattle look, you know, look, Seattle is a dreary place, well, not all the time, but well, I mean but they also I think wanted to make everything look watery. Oh yeah, of course. No, no doubt. So atmosphere was very cool, setting was very cool. I like that yeah. a lot. They did a good job. The actors are pretty good. Um, I, I, I and don't... when they were doing this color grading, it was really early on. I think in that that fad, if you will, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was one of the early movies to do that. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and that was a big thing that became a, that became a huge look. And, and now the water thing too, because in, in the, in the, in Ringu, I believe they make it clear that, cause this was something that came up that I felt was kind of clear was there's a point where the mom, the, the mom, Anna Morgan is talking about how like she wanted a kid so bad, but like, this isn't what she wanted mm. Okay. or something. And I thought, oh man, she made like a deal with the devil to get that kid. Sure. And apparently in, in the original, she has actually like gone and been impregnated by like a, a water spirit, a water demon of some sort, like in Japanese okay. oh, mythology. Yeah. And sure. so, so that's, that's all that water. Um, it's not just the well, it's all, it's all of that. It's so much yeah, water. Yeah. water um, I, and I like that a lot. This symbolism. guy did, yeah, this guy did a good job. Um, yeah. He did. Yeah. And, and now it's funny to talk about that, that, that filters they would put on that. Now, mm-hmm. any any editing software you have, that's a built-in filter there. Right. It, it's it's like, going to be it's going it's going to be in your premiere. It's going to be in your final cut. It's going to be in all those now. And yeah, now you, you just, just drop it that in. lot right on there. Yeah, and I used to mess with it, and I had to spend hours trying to figure out how to do this right. You know, taking the second layer on top, changing this color. So mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. Um, it opened. The one thing I think is cool is that um, this was the first one. Then was this the first American movie then to start taking these Japanese remakes? I think it was the one that kind of started okay. it, yeah. Because there's the grudge. Then there's the Jew on, yeah, the Jew yeah. on the grudge. So you have all those, and so yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. The, then you have these, because Japanese horror is intense. Have you ever seen like movies like Audition or if anything like that? If this wasn't the first, it was one of the, oh god, Audition. Woo. Yeah, so that stuff is not from the faint of heart. A lot of these. We're gonna have it. to do that one one day, and I'm yeah. I'm nervous <laughs> about it. And a lot of them are ghost stories, so this is you know similar to it, I suppose. Um, no, I mean, look, it's it's well done. So I think another thing that may make it feel less like a horror movie to you, though, too, is that almost the entire thing takes place during the day. Yeah. Very little of it is actually at night. I don't know that I thought much about that, though, because they, the way they color it and the way they film, you know. Yeah, it, but I think that gives it uh, I've been an how- interesting feel to it that you're like, I to me, I think that makes it a little bit it scarier be. even. Yeah, because the, the natural progression of a horror film from light to dark, and instead right, this and is all and, just right. And the yeah. oogie boogie, the bad is not com- confined to mm-hmm. the dark. Sure. Oh yeah, you it's know? definitely right. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, like a movie in pitch black, where as soon as you have light, you're safe. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, there's also we mentioned the circles being like all over the movie. This was apparently not the case in the book. Okay. So the author Suzuki um, said that the title. When did he write that? Write the book? Do you know? When did he write it? I think a few years before. So late nineties. I, I don't think it was a lot before. Okay, I'm just curious um, how old it was. But so he said that the title, "The Ring," it doesn't refer to seeing a ring or or the um, or the well as the ring it refers to the cyclical nature of the curse because the only way the viewer can survive after watching it is to copy the videotape and pass it on. Sure. So it makes it a a circle of watching everybody having to pass it around. It's like fashion. It's cyclical, right? Right. It's cyclical. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Another thing I learned that apparently I did not do this, but apparently 
now I want to. If you play the deaths frame by frame, in each death, every image from the tape appears for a split second during the death. Okay. So I don't know if that's true. I haven't tested it. Guys, let us know. Now you're going to have to do it. Let us know if you see it, if this is true. But that's what we heard. So I think the other two things for me about it, that is actually interesting. I like that. Is that, so above all, like I said, I, I, I think the movie's fine. It's mm-hmm. it's good. But I, I maybe I am alone on this one, but I'm sorry. Her crawling out of that television does not frighten me. I don't find that terrifying. It's, it's not scary to me. I don't. The, now the tape is, watching the tape, that was disturbing. That kind of gave me the chills. But her crawling out of the TV, I was just like, okay. Cool. I thought like, it was visual effects. It's badass. Visually, really cool. Yes, yeah. yes, that part's great. But but people have been saying for years, like, oh my god, it's, it's so terrifying when she comes. No, not really. Like I said, the part that scared me was that girl's face in the closet. That was scary. Yeah, I was supposed to say. I think there Ugh. are other there are other things about the movie Ugh. that scared me a lot more. Yeah, her crawling because they list that scene in all these like scary movie moments of her yeah. crawl. It just it. It just does not do anything I for me. I think it's I think it's iconic. Yeah, yes, it is. Because it, it was it was the first time something like that was really done. That's, it that's was a good way very to I think it's very iconic. I yes. don't think it's and I, think I don't also, find it scary. Maybe it was scarier when you like if you saw it at night when you first when it first came out and you, you would never about it. But I I remember even when I first saw it not being not being scared by that scene though. I don't know. That, that's just me. That's, that's whatever. Yeah. But, I, I think it depends. Uh, yeah. yeah. On the person. I mean, that scene did not scare me hugely, but also I was more scared by the whole idea of it all. I mean, imagine if you watched a tape and they said you were like, going to like that, that's very scary. The plot is, is scary. Yes. Well, and the, and the way of dying. Yeah. yeah and the, her in the, her in the Ugh. closet and like, just, right. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, no, well done. Well thought of. It was, it was, it was done, um, you know, a lot of thought went into each piece, how it was made. Yeah. So um, he took his time with it. And I mean, it shows. So you'll like this because we were talking about David Lynch at the beginning. David Lynch was offered to direct the movie before Gorbert Verbinski. Uh, I could not see that. I could see. So, I mean, look, uh, Twin Peaks is one of my favorite shows ever. It, it, it is so, I, again, iconic, I guess is the word you used to use for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of his stuff makes no sense whatsoever. I don't care what you say, but I mean, the guy is talented. He, he's an interesting person. He's an interesting person. We'll just, we'll just yeah. say that. I think it would have been a very different movie if it was, imagine this movie directed by David cool. Lynch and starring Jennifer Connelly. It would have somehow involved aliens be... or something. And Ooh. yeah, I, who even knows it would have happened. Some theory of so how mankind different. was created or yeah, I, I don't know. But. So also, also the inimitable Hans Zimmer did the music for this movie. Oh, I mean, they, he does tons of stuff, right? He does yeah. tons of stuff. And this was apparently the first movie that oh. he did it, the first time he did it for Verbinski. Okay. And he's done it for almost every one of his films since then. So they must have really liked working with each other. Good. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, so yeah, there, there's like, what, two or three other sequels. I, I've never seen them. I haven't seen any of the sequels. This, I would this, is, a, this is a movie for me that I don't need a sequel for. I don't need more of the story. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I don't I, feel I like I, I don't feel like they'll stand up. I'm not to the interested. Craft that I'm this not movie interested displays. in where 
I'm not interested in where the story goes. Like I got, I, I, my, my interest is for this and I'm done. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. all I need. I would watch them, but I doubt that they will be as, as oh, no. good no. as no. this movie. I no, mean, it's I, I just, that. it's a very well-made movie and I don't mm. think that it's, I doubt that they could get the money and the creative team behind a, a sequel to make it as good as this. I'm sure they've made money though. They were profitable. Okay. So here's the big question. Okay. Who would you be in this movie? I, there's only one character I could be. And also I kind of am that character. It's, it's the, the dude, Noah, and he, he runs, what is he? He's, he's like a video producer anyway, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, I think he is. Well, he's either a video producer or a, I think yeah. he's a video producer. Yeah. He does something. So that I already have his job and what other, like, and you're already wildly immature. Some would say, <laughs> um, I mean, with either him or, or, or the little kid, and I definitely don't want to be the little kid. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, I, I'd probably be the uh, the super him. the super creepy little kid. Honestly, Ooh. I am not a Rachel. Okay. I I mean, I would. I wish. I don't think I'm a Rachel though. Oh no, maybe. I definitely don't want to be the guy that kills himself in the bathtub either. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> maybe I would be Beth, the student girlfriend. Oh, okay. No, wait, let's not do that. Let's not go there. We never find out what happens to her. She just kind of, that's why I never understood the point of her anyway. She shows up once and then she's gone. Like we never see her again, right? I think she's I only there for them to fight about. Okay, uh, fair enough. It, it, it moves, she moves the story along. Okay. I, yeah, I think she's part of right, establishing their relationship. Okay. No, I'm going to go with, I think I would be Aiden. I think I would okay. be creepy preternaturally um grown-up kid i think Terrifying. i kind of was okay. i kind of was an overly grown-up kid mm -hmm. when i was little so okay. there we go all right so guys you're gonna hear it again you hear it every time before we go oh and you know you should start doing the people oh, wait. now what should i start, start doing well our listeners too start prank calling people and saying seven days <laughs> You can just email us and say seven days. It won't be as scary. I, you need to call me. <laughs> um, oh, we'll have to, you know what? We'll have to get a Google voice number at some point so people can call us and leave us voice messages. There you go. Yes. <gasps> oh, that would be so much fun. Okay. We'll have to do that at some point. Oh, uh, that's funny. Um, but for now, <laughs> email us yes. at project at gmail.com. Give us your movie suggestions, your thoughts on the movies we've watched so far. Tell us we have seven days, whatever. You do see, you do see, dreams do come true, guys. When you ask us to review a movie, we will get to it. We may not do it immediately, but we will review a movie if you ask us to, just like we did for our dear friend, Amy. We're kind of like Disney World. We make your dreams come true. Yes, we, no? we will make your dreams come true, guys. No. Your horrific terrifying awful dreams that we can do <laughs> so do that email us at scary the scary movie project at gmail.com and then if you can review us and rate us on itunes or wherever you're listening we would appreciate it so much because that yes. helps people find us um it really does make a difference so if you can if you can take a minute to do that we would appreciate it a whole heck of a lot so Peace out. Until next time.
The Scary Movie Project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.